Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question comes from Jenna, who emailed us to say, I have a question since you guys, she means me and Margaret, both have big families. How does everyone get fed when you get together for a few days? Do you get takeout for every meal? Do people take turns cooking? I'm the only person in my husband's family who can cook, so I end up doing all the cooking when we get together, and I end up exhausted and don't get to spend time with everyone. I would love to know what you guys do. Thanks. Love this question, Jenna, because I think a lot of us will be getting together this summer with extended family, maybe even more than usual to make up for it, not at all the year before, and yet we'll also be sticking close to home for a lot of reasons, a lot of like staycations with cousins. This also is near and dear to my heart, this question, because I was one of these people who used to do it all. We have a large extended family, like you said. I'm the oldest of six kids. There are now 15 grandchildren. And the entire group of us, or you know, at least the large, large majority of us, get together once a year. We skip last summer. It's back on for this summer. And in the first couple of years, we would host this at my house and a house nearby. And I used to do it all. I never left the kitchen. I, you know, had my shopping list, did my meal planning. And still, of course, by the time you finish breakfast, it's time to set up for lunch. By the time you finish cleaning up lunch, it's time to set up for dinner. There was a a distant relation of ours who I heard remark with an earshot that Amy does all this chopping and fresh herbs. And I don't know why she does this. I mean, we're simple. We don't need any of this. While I was cooking this person their 70th meal. And you know, it wasn't that I didn't want everybody there. I truly did. I looked forward to these times all year round. It's just that you were immediately like, I'm not leaving the kitchen. I'm working so hard. People don't get it. People don't appreciate it. It took a new arrival, a new sister-in-law to show up and say, wait, this is nuts. We get together and she does all the cooking every day. And so I'm going to say for you to get your way out of this to a solution that's more sane and uh, sustainable for you, you might need a third party to say, hey, I wonder if there's another approach. Can we maybe make this a little bit easier on Jenna so it's not just you with your built-up resentment, you know, blowing your stack? 
the way it happens now, we have the same group that gets together for five to seven days every summer. I mean, at this point, it's like 27 people and we can't all fit in one house anymore. So we're kind of in the same neighborhood. And the way we do it is that breakfast is just Costco sized, whatever. We show up with giant, giant value sized bins of granola and that kind of thing and paper bowls. Although we do use solo cups, you know, those red cups that you drank from in college. And we write our names on them and we rinse them out at the end of the day and like stack them up on the windowsill. It's actually much, well, it's much better than a dishwasher. We end up using many fewer cups than we do even when we were using glass cups. But here's what I want to talk about really. Lunch and dinner. We decide this several weeks ahead of time. Each household, each you know set of people that live together somewhere else the rest of the time get one lunch and one dinner. Trading slots is allowed. It's a double opt-in process, but you have your slots. So you know when you're coming for this big week in the summer that you have Tuesday lunch and Thursday dinner. Some people like to do Thursday lunch and dinner, have one bad day and then be done with it. That's up to you. You can do it how you want. And then that slot is up to that family from conception to presentation to clean up. And it can be takeout or it can be a barefoot Contessa masterpiece. You can come with the lasagnas in a cooler so you're ready or you can call the Mexican place that afternoon. And we're half kids in this huge number of extended families. So, I mean, it's always going to be to some extent quantity over quality. But as long as there's food at the appointed time or shortly thereafter, and as long as there's enough food for everybody, you kind of have to let go of your expectations around what dinner should look like or that you made your own, you know, chimichurri and then the next day it's hot dogs and potato chips. You're going to have to, you know, let go of all that stuff. I am aware, bringing this up as an alternate way for it to work, that this worked really well for me and it was easy because I had somebody else to say, hey, I think we should be doing it this way. You need to tread delicately around making a change like this because I'm assuming the way it's going now is working pretty well for everybody else, actually. And I'm guessing that you are good at this, that you are a good host and you you are making the work invisible, which of course is never as good an idea as it seems to those of us who do it all. But you deserve to be fully present. And I am sure you probably don't seem as overwhelmed as you probably feel. So you're going to get your number one ally ahead of time, whether it's your spouse or your sister-in-law, and then get them to introduce to the group with you, hey, let's try something different this year. Because then you can leave your past feelings out of it. You can also, by the way, leave your apologies. I'm sorry, guys, I know it's usually this way, but just leave that part of the sentence out. And then, like I said, you let go of the outcome. If there are a few too many hot dog dinners this year, and then everything you were doing in the past gets more appreciated in retrospect, that's so much the better, too. But it is refreshing for us do-it-all types to put some of the work down and see the world miraculously turn without us and realize nobody was really asking us to do it all in the first place. Jenna, I hope that helped. Let us know how it goes this summer. Send us your questions and we might answer yours next. Questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. 
You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I am Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us 